Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This episode contains some conversations that might be triggering for some listeners. If you think that might be you, do check the show notes for more details. Series three. Can you believe it? We're here again. Honestly, my favourite of things. Honestly, Nick, I cannot even begin to tell you how excited I've been about this. I'm so I'm excited. I'm going to be honest, I struggled to sleep last night. You know, combo, podcast, you snoring. But you know what? I'm so excited. I actually think that um, this new series, it deserves a ring of our good news bell. In fact, that's what I'm going to do now. Get ready. Here you go. There we go. Yep. That's amazing. And actually, talking to bells, as you as you just did that, I thought, why did the dog run into the corner every time the doorbell rang? I've got no idea. Because he was a boxer. Oh, here we go. And we're off. We're the Speakmans. We're a married couple, life change therapists, TV therapists, and authors of our brand new book, Everyday Confidence. And here we are. We're back for another series. Yay! Yay! If you're new to our podcast... Welcome. We've spent our lives helping people conquer a whole host of anxiety disorders from panic attacks to phobias and OCDs to confidence issues. Here we chat through our unique approach with a bit of clever theory stuff too. And in this series, you'll be able to hear what others have overcome in their own words in the hope that all of that will make you feel able to make a change in your life. Well, come on then, let's get started. Buckle up, this is Making the Change. It's just so exciting. Isn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's just, I've got so much to catch up on. I mean, literally, since the last podcast, so many things have happened. You know, we've got we've got new family members. We've got a whole tank full of new fish, tropical fish. Yes, game. loads of them. We've had our little hunter, who's not so little now, he's just done his GCSEs. Obviously, our silver wedding anniversary. So that's that 20... Gen- we were going to have a big party, we weren't were, we? And I know, couldn't but do we'll, that. But... We'll have to redo but there that. You go. But, you know, 25 years of marriage, 30 years together, and we definitely... Because we were going to renew our vows, weren't we? So I feel like we should definitely redo that. And, and I've got to say, I'm not normally one for, for mush and romance, but I am going to say it. That, you know, 25 years, and you've only marginally got on my nerves in that time. Well thank done, you. Nick. That's well, me being glad. romantic. Yeah, oh, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. But <laughs> anyway, and we, uh, we've also had the third scientific study into our therapy. That's been published as well. So there's loads to talk about. There just is, as well, we've is. got 10 episodes, I know, it? I know. And you know, I'll well, speak by name and nature. So do you know what I think is really nice is that we're always sort of quite busy, but when we do the podcasts, it's kind of like 
our time. We just take isn't a it? moment, don't we? It's we like, do. Oh, we just do. take so, some time so, together. So yeah. I'm here now with me. We're on a, you know, obviously with us being on a juice week this week. I've got, I've got my, my little drink here. So this is carrot apple. Can it? And, can Already you, drank mine. Oh, have you? you see, you, yeah. you went into. So I've got this. It's carrot apple, lemon, celery, and ginger, and uh, an ice, obviously, which. I like, I, do you not like the sound of ice chinking? Anyway, I do. And, but yeah. Yeah, I'm confident this one's going to be just fantastic. Talking of confidence, uh, it's such an important topic because confidence is behind every single thing that we do, isn't it? Well, it is. You know, yeah. everything that we do, how we see ourselves, even everything that we're prepared or not prepared to try. Yeah, even things like, you know, asking for help, for example. You know, that can yeah. be... Can I ask you a question? I mean, did you have confidence in that juice that you drink in there? Because yeah. again, you know, you can have confidence in the juice. You know, so for example, if you have some orange juice and on the label it says no pulp, and then when you're drinking it, yeah. you go, hold on, there's pulp in this. Does that make the label Pulp Fiction? <laughs> oh, very yeah. good, Nick. Well, yeah. well no, I'm right. lying. I'm, that's yeah. a very sarcastic, <laughs> kind of a very good... Okay. Do you just make these up as you go uh, just along? Just as I go along. Just Obviously. as I go along, it was, yeah. Um, I was, when, when you were taking a sip of the drink, I just thought, I can think of a joke about juice. Uh, but, yeah, there you go. Anyway. But anyway, um, so, yeah, confidence. So, obviously, we're not born with or without confidence, are we? That's kind of acquired through life. And, and I think also that, you know, you hear a lot of people say, oh, I've got absolutely no confidence. But we're all confident at something, some of the time. Of course time, we are. It's contextual. Know. It is. And we can also be confident at one point in our lives and then and then things can change and suddenly our confidence gets a big knock which actually makes me think about an email that we got which hang on a second because I printed it off let me just see here it is okay. I want, yeah this, this, this actually with what we're talking about is an email that I think is really really relevant so I'll just read it to you Nick it says um, I am a 26 year old gay man I'm currently living in the northeast of England officially I am diagnosed with generalised anxiety disorder, panic disorder and agoraphobia. Oddly, I was always a very confident, bubbly, happy and energetic person. People have always said they loved to be around me because I gave off positive energy. Right. However, in around um, 2014, I had a panic attack and ever since then, the intensity of continuous anxiety has increased. It started with a panic attack at work, but then I started fearing meetings in case another one happened and eventually my anxiety started happening in large stores. I'm still around 96% housebound. And and this is... That so, is really sad. It's Sam, really sad yes. because... You know, it's you know, he said himself there that he was really confident, he was really bubbly, and then having a panic attack suddenly, it kind of extinguished his his bubbles and took his sort of fire out of him. His spark. His spark. Extinguishing spark would have been a better. Yeah, I was trying to think. I, I, I was trying to think on my feet. Extinguishing then. bubbles. Yeah, yeah it didn't work. <laughs> that didn't work very well, did yeah, it? Yeah, I was just thinking but, about you know when you open a bottle and then. And you leave your, your fizzy drink bottle kind of open and it goes all flat. But I couldn't think of a, a, right, a no, word yeah, to, to say that. Yeah. Like, it's a good job you don't make the jokes. Unfizz. But anyway. Is that a word? Uh, <laughs> probably. <laughs> but uh, what's, you know, let's, let's look at the positives in this now, right? So Samuel's 26. This happened in 2014. So it was about 1920 when it happened. Yeah. Right? So he's got 19 or 20 years without problem. Yeah. Right? So that's what he needs to focus on as opposed to the six, seven years where he's had the problem. Yeah. Right? And, and then the other clues are, right, so this happened in two th around 2014. Yeah. When he was at work. So 
all of a sudden that happened. So did he get a phone call at work? Did someone say something to him at work? What was it that put him into a state of panic? That's what we need to know because his life changed after that. It's also what was going on in his life around then because, as you know, that having a panic attack, it might not just be that obvious it might be a build-up of things yes. so it might be unresolved issues from the past and it might be something that's going on right now and something that you're nervous about something that's happening in your life so it could be kind of build up and then that overflow of that build-up of stress and tension and anxieties is your panic attack or it could be that actually there was something from the past that maybe Samuel had a problem with and that in that moment at work that something triggered him. Something triggered him from way back when. So it could be... So that, so that's not just it. That's his first actual panic attack or his first anxiety response as such yeah. based upon something that happened before. Yes. So it could be a trigger. So, so the thing is, you've so, got to, he's got to consider now, you know, what, what was going on right in that moment? What was actually, you know, did I just pick the phone up? Did somebody just say something to me? Did I see somebody? What was actually going on? So you've got to look for, for triggers that may have occurred in that moment. At that, that moment. point then... But then, but even before that, you need to do a timeline. Always, always, because you might have emotional wounds from the past and then something in that moment just triggered it and it can just snowball from there, which is incredibly common. I mean, just for example, if, let's say that Samuel was five and one of his grandparents died, right? Yeah. His grandparent got rushed into hospital and they died, right? But it, but it didn't really affect his life that much because he was five years old. He didn't remember them that well and his life goes on. And then on that day, he's at work and he gets a phone call and his mum's been rushed into hospital. You see, so then it's like, um, well, actually, when and it takes him right back to when his, his, his grand was taken into hospital and his grand died. So he, he naturally thinks, well, my mum's going to die because she's rushed into hospital and that's how it starts. Yeah, you just Potential don't things yeah, like that. Yeah, it is potentially yeah. things like that. But I like to use the analogy of things like, you know, panic attacks, anxiety, stress, worry, fears, phobias, you know, all these labels that we're, that, that we're given, they're symptoms. But in my analogy, they're like blood. So, yes. you know, you're going about your business, you, you sit down on the sofa and then you suddenly realise there's a bit of blood on the sofa. And so you wipe the sofa up. And then you sat having your dinner and you notice there's a little bit of blood on the table and you go, oh, there's a bit of blood there and you wipe yeah. that up. And then you notice there's a bit of blood on your shirt and you go, oh, because blood or there's some blood Where on my shirt yeah so you you then just put that in the washing machine now you can keep trying to wipe that blood up and trying to clean up after it but the way to resolve it the way to stop it is to find the wound from where it's coming from and then help that to heal and then with you know in this example with with samuel and all and these labels of panic disorder agoraphobia general anxiety yeah. disorder the question is those are like the blood and there is an emotional wound that exists and that is why and that's happening and you know what and the problem with labels because all labels are doing is saying what is wrong with you yes right as opposed to saying actually what happened to you yeah and that gosh that is such a good point because that is so true that it isn't about what's wrong with you and this is really poignant to to samuel it's not about what's wrong with you it's about what what happened happened to you it's what happened yeah and and this is where the timeline is a great tool this is where keeping a diary you know if you're somebody that has panic attacks keep a diary and and see what kind of triggers are around me and then with this as far as you know the fact that now samuel's saying He's 96% housebound. That would suggest that he's now blaming the outside world for making him feel bad. And 
the outside world probably never did anything. But that's just now his world's become smaller. And the more labels we have, actually, the smaller that our world becomes. Because whilst you might have some you know, panic disorder, you might still be able to go out a little bit. But then you get the label of, well, you've got generalised anxiety disorder. Well, if my anxiety is general... I don't know when it's going to happen, so I I might might as well stay in and keep safe. And then in that moment of protection, you then acquire another label of agoraphobia because you can't go outside. And and like I said, this is the sad things with having labels. And yes, I understand that we we do need these words to... To be able to describe uh, describe situations. But but they don't 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 define define you. It's not who you are. You're still the very same person that you've always been, that you always were, that, that that person that was confident and bubbly and happy and energetic, that people always said that they loved to be around, that's still Samuel. But Samuel's kind of lost himself in all these labels and the way to address it, to get to the bottom of it, is to understand where it came from. And then systematically, whether that be with therapy, or whether that be by himself, whether that be with a loved one or a friend, systematically go through those emotional events from his past to change perspective, to make it something more positive, to sever that emotional tie and allow that wound to heal. Because up until 2014, it was okay. As I said before, it's not what's wrong with him. It is literally what happened to him in 2014, what happened to him at work. And, and what happened before that? Before that, that could, that could be linked to it. Yeah. And then once he's got that, that's when he can start moving forward and, uh, and, and start peeling off those legs. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. 
Well, Evie, you know, someone who had many labels, like Samuel, uh, was a lady called Emma. Do you remember yes, Emma, don't you? I right, do, she had fondly. so many labels yep. and she ditched them all. Yeah, she had like an abundance of, of labels. And her story from, you know, what I recall was that she, you know, she'd been sectioned. Her family really didn't think that she was even going to make it through that period. But the absolutely, the you know, the brilliant, brilliant thing about Emma is that despite what she's been through, despite all the labels she was given, despite all the adversities, the challenges, uh, she is now free from her mental health issues. And after spending time with us, as you remember, we met Emma at one of our workshops, yeah. actually. And, and I remember the person that walked in that day. In fact, I even remember, I think it was tweets or, or something over social media telling us how fearful she was even to to even come yeah so so we kind of were already aware of her however emma is an absolute true inspiration and you know she to me is just a pillar of hope to people who are suffering to people who've been given labels to people who believe that this is it for life to people that believe they can't get better guess what emma has popped into have a little chat incredible like speak to her yeah hi emma hi emma Hiya. Hello, you. How are you? I'm really well, thank you. How are you guys? We're doing great, thank you. You look so incredible. The first time we met, I wish we had a photograph of you from back then as a comparison because oh you look goodness. so amazing. Yeah, I mean, literally just a different person. So just, just remind us where you were, when you came to the workshop and sort of where you are now. Give us a, a little summary. Yeah, and I suppose like what, what had you tried before you came to the workshop and how did you just feel about everything? It's probably quicker to say what I hadn't tried, to be totally honest, um, before I came to the workshop. It was the 27th of January, 2018. That's the day that changed my life. I remember it well. Um, But before that, yeah, I had all my life, some young child, I'd always been a bit different to friends, always suffered, always very internal. From about the age of 12, I knew that I was really unhappy as a person. I hated myself. And it was like living with that school bully in my head all day, every day, 24-7. I was just, it was just, it was me that was the bully. But that also meant I got bullied because I was quite vulnerable because um, I tried to stay away from people. I was quite a large child as well. So gave them something to bully me for. Long story short, basically went on to have my first unfortunate suicide attempt at the age of 18. Um, I tried again at 21, again at 25, 27, and I don't know how many times since. I was given the labels of bipolar, BPD, social anxiety, PTSD, and I did courses, I did CBT, I did talking therapies, and eventually in 2017, I was sectioned into my local mental health unit. And basically there, they did ketamine treatment so that I was knocked out for days and days. At that point, I was on three antidepressants, lithium and an other mood stabiliser. I was on something to try and stop my racing thoughts, which also gave me a heart condition. And I was on um, tamazepam as well to try and sleep. Goodness, those are really hardcore, very strong medications. So that was 2017. So what happened and how, from all that, how did it happen? How did it transpire? What gave you the strength? What gave you the idea to come to to see us? I could see in my family's faces 
that they didn't think I was going to live. My eldest son said to me, Mom, I'm scared to come home from school in case I find you dead. Lee, my husband, was scared to come home from work at lunchtime. I didn't want to be here anymore. I just didn't think I was able to be happy. I didn't think I was allowed, if you like, to be happy. And do you think that when you say that, because that's a really interesting line, that you didn't think you were allowed to be happy, is that because your confidence was so low in your self-esteem? Is that what it was? Yeah, definitely. Um, Only have I learnt this, obviously, because since I've been to the workshop, but I had such a bad time growing up with my my parents I didn't realize how bad it was and it had given me zero absolutely zero self-confidence but I didn't realize that I was talking to myself in that way because I didn't have any self-confidence I didn't even know what self-confidence was and when I met Lee who's my second husband and I said to him do you ever feel like this and he said no and it that really was like what do you mean why why don't you feel like you've hate yourself why don't you feel he said I just don't so then I started to realize that it isn't that and then after the sectioning I had to change I was probably more than rock bottom just seeing the kids faces and Lee's face Lee was just so helpless I did I mustered up everything I mean he had to drive me to the workshop He had to sit in the hotel lobby all day to wait for me because I was so anxious. So then you came to the workshop and obviously, like you say, I I, I mean, I remember you seeing you. You you sat kind of near the front, but you you were almost hiding within yourself. You were sort of head stooped. I think you you were crying. You looked very nervous. And then I remember that your husband was waiting for you. And I must be honest, you sort of touched our hearts immediately not only just because you'd obviously shared with how you're feeling with us on social media, but, but just seeing you there in front of us and just seeing seeing how fragile you were, but also seeing, seeing you for who you actually were that you hadn't yet seen. That that was something that I think you'd, from what you've just said then, I didn't know all that, all that um, history that you'd had, but from everything you've just shared with us there, that would appear that from childhood, Emma has never seen the true Emma. So what do you, at the workshop, what do you feel was particularly poignant to you? What helped to create, I mean, literally... The person that we've got today. The person that we've got here today, which we'll talk about in a second. But was there a particular point? And if so, what was that? It's um, when you first talked about realising that you had draggers in your life. uh, And I instantly recognised practically my entire phone book that... I had surrounded myself with so few people that actually brought me anything positive. So that really opened it up. Um, Unfortunately, a lot of those were family. But again, learnt from you guys a a really good way to deal with it. But of course, then in the afternoon when we did um, the mirror with me, the confidence, because I do that to myself every morning. Do you? So, for, so obviously the mirror is very much based on, and I know, so we actually asked for a volunteer for our confidence section. And I do remember you putting your hand up. And the second you put your hand up, that was it. We were having you, you weren't getting away from us. Because <laughs> I know that when you put your hand up, it was one of those kind of partly up, partly down, partly up. It was kind of a wavery one. I don't, I don't think it was a, like me, 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 yeah, me, not me. Definitely. Um, no. But the second that I knew you were up for it and that you, 
because I'm guessing you invested so much energy even to get there that by the time you got there, you were probably, look, I'm here now, so I may as well throw myself into it. And I do remember you coming up on stage and I remember us doing the demonstration with you of our, of our mirror technique. Your posture transformed. Within, I mean, how long did immediately. that... That procedure took space of maybe four or five minutes and literally if you recall we asked you to look in the mirror and just tell us what you see and what you came back with was awful the things that you were saying about yourself and like the insults really and then obviously we helped you to realize those weren't your words that and also to realize that you wouldn't say those to someone you didn't know you won't send them to someone you know someone that you did know really but but certainly not someone in the street but you were saying them to yourself constantly. Yeah. And then we said to her, think of somebody who loves you unconditionally. And we helped you to see yourself for the person that you were. And I remember saying to you, just imagine that you're in that person's body now and you're looking at yourself, Emma, through their eyes. What, what do they say that they love about you? And with every positive word, it was like this flower that was all kind of all crinkled up and, and all tight. And it was still in all the foliage and then suddenly as you started telling us the positive things that whoever that was and I never asked you that question I don't think I can't remember who it was. Lee. was it Lee was it your husband yeah it was Toby it oh was really Toby, your oh, son, they, wow. your son. Um, <laughs> but with everything that you saw through his eyes and saw about yourself the fact that what well, you know kind person loving person beautiful person it literally was this flower that grew and the person that then walked off the stage was not the person that walked in that day. And I think that was your moment, wasn't it? That wasn't what I was thinking. I was thinking the caterpillar turning into a butterfly. That's how I saw Emma. All that. Do you feel... So that... I mean, the mirror technique, and it's amazing, and we always say how powerful it is, and I I think people just underestimate... You know, they don't realise just by giving yourself that little bit of time to allow yourself... If you can't see yourself for the person that you really are, then then borrow somebody else's eyes that loves you unconditionally. And But it's um, really interesting that we don't how often do we say nice things to ourselves? Well Emma now does everything. Well, I know she does it every morning, but, but how no, often do we do never, that? We never. Don't. Yeah. And and we I've, I think you probably know because we've sort of shared it, but we have a new book coming out called Everyday Confidence. And in that actually, because we know how absolutely life changing that mirror therapy can be, we actually do share it, share it in the book. So tell us where you're at now. Well, um, I haven't really stopped. I'm off all my medication. I'm no longer under the mental health team in any way, shape or form. I have a full-time, very stressful job that I cope with really well. Um, have had two promotions in two years. And not only that, I just, I am just me. I am the person who I didn't even know existed before I had that day. And that day, literally, the boys, when I got home, the boys said to Lee, it's like we've got a new mum. We've rescued a puppy now from Bulgaria and I, I'm doing agility training with him. I got to the round just before the TV for MasterChef this year. I'd have never had the courage to apply for that before. I did did the Zoom audition for that. So there's no barriers for me now. I never, oh, I, I never think I can't. I always think I can try that and give it a go and happiness. I didn't know that I could just be happy with just normal stuff. Don't get me wrong, I have bad days, still have bad days. All of us do, we all have good days and bad. That's what I think is also something that we should embrace that, you know, if we didn't have the odd bad day, then we wouldn't actually appreciate when we get a good one, you know, and obviously now you've got the tools 
for when those bad days come, you know what you need to do and then how to address them. And like I said, that, that's just life. That's just life that we all get good days and bad. And like I said, I think that we should all appreciate that that is actually normal. If we're having a bad day, that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with us. We're just having one of those Not at days. all. In fact, one of our previous episodes, I think it was in season two, we had an episode that was literally called A Bad Day Doesn't Mean a Bad Life. No. And one other thing that I've noticed very much about you is not only the fact that you sit tall, your shoulders are back, you're smiling, but you've also lost a lot of weight. Five stone I've lost since that first workshop. And is that because, again, because you now love yourself and you're not maybe self-medicating with food? That's exactly it. I'm sure I have a much healthier relationship with food. If I'm not hungry, I don't eat. If I'm hungry, I eat. But there's no wrestling in my head anymore. And I tend to find I pick better foods because I'm feeling better about myself. And I think it's because I was sort of mid-40s when I first had the therapy with you guys or the, the workshop. I'm, I need to stay here as long as I can because, you know, I didn't live like this before. I didn't have feel like this. So, and I want to be around for as long as I can. Uh, so whereas before you didn't want to be here now... You're hanging around and you're staying put. As long as you can. Uh, honestly, Amazing. Emma, really so, so grateful. What, what, what I love about you, Emma, is that you, you are living proof that not only from being in the darkest possible of places, you can get better, but then not only can you get better, but then you can take your life to a level that you've never experienced before. Yeah, completely. And I think for me, you know, if, if, if maybe all those years ago, we'd have come back to you and said to you at that point, listen... The first step, the big leap forward for you is to have a bit of self-love, self-esteem, self-confidence. That's all it's going to take. You wouldn't think so, would you? Having to be on all those medications and all the therapies and literally it just comes down to appreciate yourself and confidence and that is the first step of healing. Emma, honestly, from the bottoms of our hearts, thank, thank you, you so much. You take care. Thank you. Lots of love. Bye. 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 It's amazing how... You can be given a label by someone else. It's not your choice. It's not nothing to do with you. And that label can then define you for the rest of your yeah. life. And it's so amazing that Emma just got rid of the labels. Yeah. And she is now Emma. Yes. That's it. But, but that was because no. when we got her to look in the mirror if you, and we said to her, right, tell us what you see. And she said all those really horrible negative, things. horrible words. And then, actually, if you remember, we actually asked her. We said, right, okay. And I wrote them down as she was saying them. And I said, here you go. This is what you said. I want you to turn around to that person there. And I want you to tell that, repeat all these words to that so now, person. And she refused. Somebody don't know. Yeah. She refused. And she said, I can't do it. And that's the trick, really. You know, if you've got low self-esteem, if you've got low confidence, look in the mirror. Write down what you see when you look in that mirror. What kind of words do you use to describe yourself? And then ask yourself, you know, imagine you, you've got somebody there in front of you. Could you say them to that person? And if not, why not? Yeah, and Emma said it would be absolutely rude. She said, I would never say that to someone. Exactly. So, you know, if you, if you couldn't say those words to a stranger, or even if you couldn't say those words to anybody else at all, any other human Anyone. being, then you certainly shouldn't be using those words to yourself because it's still rude and it's massively disrespectful. And those words aren't probably even yours. And then when you allow yourself then to, as we, we did with Emma, it was like we might ask her to imagine, we asked her to close her eyes, we asked her to imagine that her son was stood at the side of her and that she was flowing out of her body into his. And I just said, right, tell us, what does he say? Why does he love his mum? What does he say? And then suddenly it was like this flood of 
I'm beautiful and, and I'm a great cook and I'm a good listener. And suddenly all these beautiful words started to come out. And then obviously we said to her, right, okay, open your eyes and see yourself through the eyes of love. And we repeated the these words to her. And that there was the turning point from somebody who was so, or felt so incredibly broken, somebody who had that many labels that they couldn't even see themselves because all the labels were in the way. And suddenly, all those negative labels fell off. They kind of melted away. And then, as you said, this beautiful butterfly appeared out of that cocoon. That had and been and that. it's amazing that she still says those things to herself every day. Amazing. And, you know, that's something that we need to be aware of in the fact that, you know, sole purpose of our brain, as we've talked about many times, is survival. If you want to be happier and you want to have happiness in your life, you've something you've got to practice every, every day. day. Yep. And, you know, and she's doing that, which is great. Yep. Gratitude and all those nice things that she says to herself and, and, and drop the labels. And I'm going to say, uh, I think labels in general, right? I'm just talking about people, just can be really annoying. Because do you remember you, you bought some deodorant for me last week and I noticed on the can it said... Avoid contact with eyes. Too late, I'd already seen it. <laughs> I was really interested. I know you were, weren't you? Very you, you were. I think we'll just yeah. conclude with right. labels should be for clothes. And not people. Oh, it's so good to be back, isn't it, Nick? It's incredible. It I love it. Yeah, I love to, it, Eva. And honestly. to be uh, reconnecting with people we've worked with in the past, it's just the best feeling you know hearing how well people are doing and how well you know that they're thriving and that's great because that's something that we didn't do before we've actually got some friends coming in to pop into this series and tell us what they are doing and and in fact you might recognise some of them. Some yeah. people might recognise them. Recognise the voices yeah, as well. Yeah, for you, like little uh, yeah, it's, voices. It is. It's very exciting. So make sure you've subscribed to the podcast wherever you're listening to this right now so you don't miss the incredible stories that we're going to be sharing with you. And if you have an amazing story, we'd love for you to join us on this podcast. How do you get in touch? Well, you can get in touch on Facebook, The Speakman's Official, on Instagram, at The Speakman's, or on Twitter, the underscore Speakman's. And we could be chatting with you next week. Who knows? Who knows, Eva? Yeah. Uh, and remember to use the hashtag making the change. Thank you again to Emma for popping by and to our producer Anushka Tate for Orion Publishing Limited. And of course to you for listening. We've had a great time. We really hope that you'll come back and see us next week. So until next time, keep, keep making, making the, the change. change. Bye. Bye. This podcast is not a substitute for medical or psychological intervention nor is the content intended to replace therapy or medical help or advice. We would therefore always strongly encourage you to speak with your doctor or health professional about how you are feeling and also to inquire about counselling or therapy. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.